Welcome to the very fifth episode of Brightcast Season 2. Today we talk about the power of unifying a brand through visual identity and more insights from inside a visual marketing agency. And who better to talk through that with than Bright's senior designer, Ben. Great. I get to be on one finally. Well, Ben, tell us what exciting things you've been working on. Well, we've got some new branding projects going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, some quite interesting ones. Um, we've been looking at some clients that have already got a bit of design already. They've all yeah. got some logos and things. And we've been developing them out a little bit. Yeah. And then we've been looking at some other clients that have got absolutely nothing at all. And it's an entirely new company. So we're helping build them from the bottom upwards, which is yes. always yeah. a really exciting thing to do. And it's great yeah. to be in there at the very start because then you can sort of put your mark on things yeah. and you can you can sort of start to make decisions and any decisions that they make as well, you can sort of have a bit of a bit of an influence on, which I think is really important. Yeah, it's nice to probe them as to find out what's important to them, the clients and, and the core of their business that's coming up. Um, and then just using that as a jump off, really. Um, I always also find that people are pretty open to exploration in this. Yeah, definitely. In this when they haven't yeah. got something already that they think is precious and they don't yes, want to yeah. change or someone internally says, oh, I really like that and yeah. someone else doesn't. And it, it can yeah, go two yeah. ways that can because there can be somewhere they're just totally frustrated yep. with their own performance or the company or the stagnation or something like that. And they're just like, yep, we need to rebrand. We need a whole new visual identity. But you do get somewhere there's a bit of caution and probably it, they're right to be cautious about changing too much too fast. I think um, caution's a good thing, but also you've got to be brave. I was yeah. going to say, I yeah. think some of my favorite projects we've worked on are companies that probably already have a brand. Yeah. And we've made such an impact with their, the refreshes we've done to like their website and their visual identity. It's made yeah. such a splash in the area and the industry that they're in. Yeah. Just looking at the before and after of like websites compared to like UX and the design of the website compared but to what we've had to we've challenge done. them to get yeah, there. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, but and the... sometimes it's nice if people are a little afraid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the results you... are always worth it, though. Well, what's yeah. the point in doing something if it doesn't scare you a little tiny bit? Exactly. Yeah. You're supposed to do something every yeah. single day, aren't you, that scares you a bit? So whether that might be a crazy logo. Or yeah. you might be doing some interesting marketing or using some colours that you wouldn't have thought, hey, hang on, that, I don't think yeah. that fits with my brand. But There's been some clients where we've pushed them out of their comfort zone a little bit yeah. with their yeah. branding. Um, and they may think that it's not right for them straight away, but then they sit yeah. on it for a yeah. day or so and they come back and say, actually, yeah. this, this is the right move for the yeah. company. We do need to try something different and be a little bit scared of what we're doing. My big thing is challenging people to be ambitious. They're the most mm. interesting people to work with. Yeah because you know they've got the ambition and it doesn't mean in this sense i mean the ambition to sort of take their brand and their visuals to be iconic and actually achieve those the the same status within their industry so it's not like global recognition but within their industry the same sort of status as you know the more recognizable mcdonald's coca-cola and stuff yeah. but we'll yeah. get into that jess what have you been on this week Kind of linked to Ben, um, has been heavy on web projects. So over the past few weeks, we've been onboarding a lot of new web projects. There's a few that have come to a close, uh, yeah. a few new ones that have started with new visual identities or even just refreshes or they just want a new website because yeah. their, their UX isn't working for them. Um, and sort of working through them where it's like timelines and looking through designs and getting them over to our developer. And yeah, a lot of testing, a lot of, trying to break a site to make sure it's sort of fit for purpose yeah, and everything's yeah. 
exactly how we want it and exactly how we imagined um, for our clients. Um, Yeah, it's it's something I enjoy, but something that can be quite stressful at times. You always see sites at different sort of stages of development. Yeah. And I guess when you've had so much experience with them, you know that some sites at this stage... Uh, if even if they're buggy they can be quickly resolved all of them yeah and then some where they feel like they're quite close can just drag and drag in this like d- difficult fixes or, or just fixes that you know take up a little bit of effort and time some of them that we're getting ready to put live um we're sort of working on ads for those as well so yeah. alongside web projects we've also been onboarding some new ad clients yeah getting those ready keyword research yeah raring to go yeah we don't really do any websites without all that stuff to serve yeah. them do we yeah. because that's why we're doing the website because often people have come to us for customer journey stuff and we've looked at it yeah. all and, you know, it needs improving. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. And I've been uh, I've been riding the rail a lot these past few weeks. I've been stuck on trains. We had a meeting in London, strategy yeah, meeting, you yeah. and I, and then the day before it was, it was London South Bank for a shoot, but it was, uh, there's no parking, there's no nothing. So we trained it with loads of gear. And that was an absolute nightmare and yeah. interrupted with delays <laughs> and I'm still just tired. So the reason we brought Ben on the podcast was to talk about visual identity and the importance of visual identity for a business. Um, I want to talk about what visual identity actually means uh, for the listeners that don't know and how unifying it actually benefits a company more than people realise. Yeah, yeah. And, and with it, we might touch on other branding elements, yeah. but... We're trying, we're trying to focus on the design elements and the visuals. Uh, so, Ben, a nice, succinct definition of... A unified brand, it's all about getting everything sort of working together um, in a cohesive way um, and looking consistent across everywhere you're yeah. applying your brand. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we spoke about this a little bit on our mini um, podcast a while ago. Yeah. And it's about making sure no matter where you put your brand, it always feels the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're using consistent colors, you're using the right logos, using the right tone of voice as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is really important. It's not just about, it's not just the visual, it's the messages that go along with it. Yeah. And how yeah. you present those messages. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's everywhere as well. Like people don't realize it's like from blog images to PR that you put out and like social images. It's literally everything your brand yeah. touches. Yeah needs to feel like your brand yeah exactly. and companies use tone of voice like if you read something from oatly you know it's from oatly they've got yeah. it's got their personality yeah yeah definitely in it. Yeah. but I re- i'm really interested in the visual side of things obviously you know visual marketing yeah, yeah. agency and i like to challenge people that we work with to push for that sort of instantly recognizable visual identity wherever they are yeah with it within their industry um, but it can be, you know, we, we've done it with a few companies now where I think we've achieved that. And there's some that we're still working towards, yeah, yeah. but some we've definitely achieved it where people have commented to them saying, I know when I'm on my feed, like, you know, yeah. that's your post. You shouldn't have to put a big shouty logo no. on an image no. to say this yeah. is our brand. You should know already. Yeah. It's, it's the styles. It's the colors. It's the way things are presented. Yeah, It should always feel like it's a part of the same group. I guess one of the biggest mistakes people make is it's a bit mismatched. I was just about to say, you see it most frequently, I think, when people are hitting that growth spurt as an SME. So there's not just, say, five of you in a business where one of you might create that content. Yeah. There might be 20, 30, 40 of you. 
and 10 people might be creating content at different times. You might not have a fully fledged marketing team or work with an agency. Yeah. Might still be directors and CEOs and managers creating content for sort of sales and marketing, but none of them are aligned. You might even yeah. be able to see what content people have created. Like if that was it, you yeah. could see what content Ben's created and what Rod's yeah. created and what I've created. And it should all look the same no matter who creates yeah. it. I think sometimes it's not a bad thing if you create content for a platform. Just for example, like you're putting things on Reels and you're putting things yeah. on Instagram yeah. um, and it has to be fast, quick content. Yeah. But then you go back to tone of voice and you yeah. make sure that your tone of voice is right across all your content. So visually, you might not be able to put that that flair and that color on just a quick video, like, oh, we're, yeah. we're on a shoot today. Here we are. Check us out. Yeah. You can't get those graphic elements in there, but you still know it's the same brand because yeah. of the way it's being shot. It's the the yeah, it's the captions, isn't it? It's, yeah. the, it's the copy that goes alongside it. and Or even if it's a quick shot and you don't have to post it there and then, and you can add little things on it. For us, it might be our squiggles or yeah. a little bright here or there, or our captions, for example, are our colours. So a business could have little elements that, that are their brand Yes. Yeah. without it being just sticking their logo in the corner yeah. to make L it look Little like visual them. flourishes yeah. That, yeah. that are on brand. Yeah. That yeah. Ju just brings it together. Because I think that's the danger of saying this piece of advice where you're saying everything should feel part of the same family is people can interpret it that as you can only use these colors yeah it's always this you don't want to be repetitive either, yeah though. you don't want to be and repetitive it's such a difficult balancing yeah. act to be fresh um and there's i mean a client that we've worked with um quite a lot over the past few years um we have certain motifs with them yeah but we've done so many different variations yeah on those those yeah. different um visuals that it is always fresh yeah but because it's got that element in it, you know straight away, oh, it's that company. Yeah, uh, yeah. I recognize yeah. that. That client in particular, we've probably created a hundred assets for them yeah. over the year. Maybe even more. And like we've created they so much. They all seem fresh, don't they? Because if you put them all next to each other, they all yeah. look different, but they all have the same brand feel. Yeah. Everything looks unified. Yeah. Yes. You can tell it's the same brand, the same identity, even down to the sort of tone of voice, the messaging on the images, the colors and everything. But recently we've had sort of a refresh with those colors. Yeah. So not necessarily introduce new yeah. brand colors, but it might be a different season campaign or colors different campaign yeah. or yeah. slowly bringing in different colors for those things without harming the brand itself. Yeah. yeah. It's about having the right guidelines in place for each of those areas. Yeah. And I think to be able to create a brand that you can use um, across all different platforms and that does work together really well, you've got to have a really good initial brand guidelines and yeah. you've got to have someone yeah either an external agency or someone internally who's that brand guardian who's yeah. in charge of making yeah. sure when the brand is used it's consistent now yeah big companies like i was looking at audi's um brand guidelines they have a whole website devoted to what you can and you can't do with yes, the brand yeah. and you can download all the assets on there so anyone internally within the company goes okay i'm not really sure how i can use this piece of content right i can yeah. just jump on the the brand portal and yeah. I can read through and I can download exactly what I need. Yeah. So everybody knows what can and can't be done. When we've worked with the, done some work with the BBC, they've got a similar thing and they've got things like, uh, I don't know what they call it. We call it brand in motion when we're doing it. Yeah. And it's how things should animate or move. Mm. And they've got it with uh, a few presets that for their logos, how to animate them. Yeah. But, but it's guiding principles really on how much you can stretch certain areas of it yeah. and things like that. Uh, and yeah. 
they, they're all guarded by those brand bastards. Brand guardians, <laughs> sorry. You mentioned having sort of a strong sort of visual identity pack, sort of brand guidelines. I think it's also important to have the room for adaptation on it as well. And there's, yeah. it's needs to be sort of controlled sort of the adaption you're yeah. taking from it but it needs to have room to that grow yeah do you know there's nothing worse than when you work with really big companies and they have such strict brand guidelines that yeah. there's actually no movement and you can say yeah this is still on brand because we're still using the colors and fonts and everything and it's the right tone of voice but they'll say well it's going to be four pixels smaller than that or, yeah. Yeah. or something yeah. really ridiculous and yeah. it, it just sometimes needs to be left to grow itself and there's a great marketing campaign that i saw it was it was months ago maybe even a year ago or so where mcdonald's are creating some billboards and it was their packaging um with some chips in it like the chip box with the some chips in it yeah and it was like a cartoon type vector drawing thing but had no mention of logo on it yeah. had no slogan on it i think it had some text at the bottom sort of like for when you're hungry or something no mention of the brand but you immediately you know. knew it was yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. You immediately knew yeah. it was that brand and what it was sort of getting you to, to think and feel yeah. without it being like, oh, this is McDonald's, come yeah. and eat over here. And all of that's built on many years of sort of consistency and yeah. doing the same sorts of things. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what you've got to build for your brand. You've, you've got to build the consistency and yeah. creating all the content all over the place. It's just, it's never going to work. You, you mentioned fonts and... Fonts are an area I think people don't give enough attention to. Definitely. With their brand. And and specifically on how they can differentiate. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone sort of, not now, but maybe maybe 10, 15 years ago, they started to look at Apple with their clean, yeah. clean sort of font and everyone was going that route. And, you know, it's a real opportunity to stand out and quite an easy way of unifying your brand and getting that consistency across. And I think even if it's uh, quite a flourished, uh, elaborate font as your sort of font one, let's call it. Yeah. You can back it up with a more straightforward secondary font. But I, I think people need to be thinking about their fonts a bit more. Yeah, definitely. I think it's how they use their font, um, which is really interesting. Um, it You might only have one font. Yeah. But you've got different weights and yeah. you use things to accentuate different words and you can italicize you can bold you can make things bigger yeah motion graphics is a fantastic way of using fonts i love motion graphics yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with use of fonts like um kinetic typography um there's some fantastic yeah um adverts using that there still needs to be rules though don't there yeah because yeah. you, you don't want to use every weight no you know no. just just randomly no there needs to be purpose um to what you're doing um and it needs to also again it needs to be consistent yeah so whenever you do yeah. a certain thing you do it again next time. There needs to be a reason, like you say, a reason for it. So it might not necessarily be a strict, this is only when we use light or this is only when we use bold. Yeah. It's thinking, why am I using this font here? And why am I choosing to make it bold or to make it light or to make this italic? And yeah. like, why, why, why is that a thing I'm doing? Yeah. And is it adding value? Are yeah. you drawing attention really to a word? Adding value, I think, yeah. is really important because a lot of times people will put things into a brand or they'll they'll put things into an image or whatever they're doing just kind of for the sake of it yeah um yeah it needs a purpose it needs a value um yeah and definitely with type and typography do you need three fonts do you need two fonts can you just use one do you need 
something to look a certain way yeah um, yeah can you just use something that's that's a bit more on brand yeah or, yeah copy is such an under undervalued sort of technique and it definitely is getting more credit nowadays than it ever has but especially the use of copy and then typography together hmm. so when you get the copy for the asset how can you bring that to life how can you make people feel a certain way when they're reading this like yeah. what do you want to draw attention to what message do they need to be taking away it might be three sentences on this image but the call to action is only one of them so that's what you want to sort of yeah. make them leave with okay let's move on to some visuals then so the actual like imagery creation and if we look at something like vectors and where they could crop up so there's iconography on websites and yep. things like that there's vectors for like explainers or you might do yep. animations with vector graphics how do you how do you make them different how do you make them unique to you and stop them being you know just blending in with everything else i guess it'd be looking at sort of the core principles of your brand so iconography obviously can be any color any any color and sit anywhere basically so if you strip all the color away from it how does it still look like your brand if you have triangles for example as a main sort yeah. of shape how can you make iconography from a triangle how yeah. could you incorporate that in, into that well, on the re recent web uh, outlays and things what what sort of your thinking process with that ben when you've been going through it looking at icons and stuff? i think i think it's looking at like jess was saying what kind of shapes you've got within the brand so taking the logo what font have you used yeah really important what other fonts are you using what colors yeah. are you using what kind of how how can you take those shapes and that feel and should should you be using a solid icon should you be using like an outlined icon yeah. what kind of vector shapes will fit really well with what you've already got because sometimes yeah. it, i think it can jar when you've got quite a a modern sleek looking icon next to a serif font that yeah. looks quite sort of ref like vintage feel yeah, to it yeah it's not people have gone for a together. retro feel so yeah if you've got um modern looking typography you've got sleek imagery you want to make sure that the icons you're using just fit and they're just yeah they're coherent with with the rest yeah. of the brand your reasoning came from from looking inward so it's looking at your own company and your own branding as you have it and then making your decisions from there but should people also look at competitor things and and competitor things in terms of where they can totally differentiate or disrupt yeah, you know definitely. what's within their industry definitely you've got to know what your competition looks like so you don't make the cardinal sin of copying their branding yeah because if they're yeah. established and you start using the same colors or similar fonts or yeah. just similar sorts of styles you're inadvertently sort of advertising for them at the same time because yeah. consistency people will see it and go oh is that is that company x yeah and the whole the whole point of visual identity is so you don't get that brand confusion right yeah, yeah. So, exactly. th so that you're never confused for anyone else you know it's you yeah. and it's your yeah. thing something i'd recommend to sort of a company that is sort of looking for a brand refresh or a startup looking to create their brand for the first time is don't look at competitors or people in the industry or people you aspire to be like do some research maybe around shutterstock and pinterest but and create a mood board of things you like, the ideas you like, yeah. the the branding you like, fonts, colors, typography. Yeah. Well, that way it's going to be authentic, isn't it? Yeah. And you're not yeah. you're not accidentally copying for a that's, start. That's that's the main really reason. Bad. Yeah. And you're also making sure you're you're differentiating because it's 
it's more natural yeah and it's yeah it's what you actually I, I want to so be i think you can explore one direction with it as well and then you can be like oh but i also like this thing and this could yeah. be relevant so you can explore that and create yeah. a mood board there and it might be that when you've created those options then you look at competitors i was just about to say once once you've got the mood board you can then look at competitors and if they're doing a similar thing cross that bit off yeah say that's not yeah. for me or i don't want to be too close to them so i'll, I'll explore yeah. this thing instead it, it might even encourage you to go in the opposite direction yeah. as well the main reason is is we've had clients come to us before it's like we love this because our competitors doing it or yeah. or even yeah. they do or the it industry leaders doing yeah. this let's just copy it or people don't know that they're, they're thinking it because of a competitor like they've done so much market research yes, yeah. setting up their business then when it comes to the design thing it's like, oh i really like this like icon or this yeah. brand thing or this color or this shape you just develop like an accidental bias almost, yeah. don't you yeah, yeah. exactly to the stuff you've exactly yeah. you've just I been think seeing there's a lot of bias um that i see when i'm looking through things like linkedin where you have certain companies and that group that whole cloud of companies all use the similar color palette or they yeah. use the similar yeah. things yeah and it happens a lot in the industry certain certain yeah. companies tend to automatically go towards a certain color so there are a few suppliers um like Telecoms, for example, a lot of them use blue. Yeah. Now, Vodafone differentiated. They went with red. You've yeah. got things like O2, you've got BT. It's all using similar sorts of colour palettes. Yeah. Well, um, Orange, by their name, I know they're not <laughs> yes. really around anymore, but yes. Orange were just to disrupt with. We're just yeah. going to be called Orange. We're going to use Orange. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy exactly. to say Orange either got acquired or turned into E, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And went from orange, which differentiated themselves, back to blue again <laughs> yeah. that kind yeah, of like sat teal, within the market. Teal, yeah. yeah. And there is a trans thing, isn't there? Like teal yeah. was big for quite a while and it's still, it's still around in a lot of yeah. things. It's a nice color. But, but let's move on a little bit to how people can build a unified brand. So let's talk about both. There's kind of two areas businesses can currently be in. We spoke about a little earlier. There could be a startup not having a brand completely they're looking yep. at creating a logo and their brand from scratch and then there's also the ones that haven't quite set their business up right in terms of their visual identity they've, they've developed fast yeah you, you see it with a lot of fast scaling businesses where they've yeah. just had to have a business they've yeah. had to have and then some brand they have to backtrack and go oh hang on a minute yeah. yes we've we create this logo just as we yeah. started because uh, yeah. it'd be a placeholder now, now we've got 100 employees yeah. they're all doing different we've things. had it for five years yeah we need a bit yeah. of a someone, someone <laughs> a that might just have a logo um a font available on word yeah and maybe yeah. a few colors they've thrown at it I, I guess the first step is identification right so you look at the customer journey and everywhere they're gonna see you yep and then start identifying the mismatch is that right yeah i think so um it's you've got to evaluate what what is already there obviously yes, the businesses yeah. that that um are starting afresh the only way to know what's already there is to look at competition. From a strategy point of view, um, obviously you guys are coming from a visual visual view there. From a strategy view, I'd, I'd say step back and look at the brand you want to create. Yeah. So yeah. even before you look at the visual stuff, it's what words come to mind? What words do you want other people to think of? Um, and there's an activity we like to do with clients where it's like, are you this or that? like yeah. are you um are you more chihuahua than labrador yeah are you, are like you a ski holiday yeah. or, or a beach holiday like yeah. little things like that where it's like comparisons of what you want to be or what, <clears throat> what you think you are or what you what you want to grow into and then look at sort of where you are now especially yeah. if you've already got a brand for the startups it'll be starting from scratch so where you want to be and then you can work with that yeah. um but 
just a little step before sort of diving into the visuals, I think is worth mentioning. Yeah, and that, that's a great, I think, preliminary step for those people with, with a new brand that's coming up. And it's like yeah. we said earlier, like look inwards first, what's important yeah. to you yeah, personally definitely. for your company, but then look at the competition and yeah. the differential and the opportunities there. So after identifying sort of the, the change you want to make, sort of what you've currently got, what would you say after that, Ben? From the identifying what changes you want to make, normally it's a case of we, we want to refresh what we've got we want to build something new. It's yeah. kind of two, yeah. two options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we do we want to start with an entirely new brand? If we're starting with a whole new brand, it's it's sort of looking the, the very the very start of what we normally do is we look at the logo first. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where everything sort of evolves from. Yeah. Um, that should be the the center point of of all of your your branding, where the color palette comes from. Yeah. It should influence what kind of fonts you're going to be using. It needs to pair well with the type yeah. of imagery you're using. Is it vectors? Is it photography? Is it something a yeah. bit more abstract? It sets the baseline, doesn't it? Yeah. Like if your logo is corporate because you're corporate, the brand then will exactly. Be it's going to flow yeah. from that. If, isn't if it's it? a bit more fun, maybe there's an element that brings it a bit yeah. more yeah. corporate. Then it'd be kind of split throughout. Like yeah. what it kind, kind of, of creates that baseline of the yeah. visual identity. What kind of color palette does it yeah. work yeah. with as well? Is it like with our brand, um, our logo can work in any of the colors from our yeah. color palette yeah it's bright on yeah. purpose and that's in our brand guidelines yeah. some companies won't yeah. want it to be in every color exactly. they might have five colors but they only have their logo in black and navy but like, i do, that's I do only think time. it's a modern touch to yeah. do that yeah, and, yeah. Allow, and allow for those use cases yeah. and different use cases and you know you don't know where your, com your company will be in five to ten years so if yeah. you've got those use cases you know left open let's say then you can still do that and what's surprising, I think, to a lot of people when they talk to us is there's only a few cases where we've totally redone a logo. I think a lot yeah. of the time it's just about a little update. Or it's a, a refinement, yeah. isn't it? It's you can sometimes you can see from the outside something that's obvious that someone internally yeah. doesn't see. Yeah. Like we took a couple of logos recently and it was just it was just little touches. It was changing the colours to make them a bit more vibrant so that they stood out a little bit better same yeah. same sort of palette yeah but it was just more vibrant in other cases it was just a case of refining the shape of the logo yeah. it felt like it was crudely done it was yeah. it, it was like we said previously a logo that was created quickly because it needed to serve a purpose yeah. well now yeah. we're looking to make it so the logo is actually of the brand it's not yeah. just something that's been done because they needed it it yeah. is the brand it's the center point and, uh, the... i would always recommend people when they're looking at their own logo to think about all the places you use a logo now so yeah. what we like to do is you know there might be like a linear horizontal one but how does it look stacked what about a square profile yeah we've run into a few instances where on a big logo you might have two pixel circles but when you actually condense that to profile size they just become pixelated because they're less than a pixel yeah, width yeah. and stuff like that. So it's it's yeah. what do you have a secondary shorter logo that is just for profile pictures, for example? Yeah. Um, and, and I think I think it's good to think about those use cases for during it. the like brand refinement. It, it's essential to look at those use cases as well because as a brand we work with and they've kind of created so many use cases. So it's like in this element, we use this logo in this element, we use this logo yeah. and there's still that room for creativity, but they've thought about use cases. Yeah. It's like when it's on a small document, we stack it here or when it's on yeah. a larger piece, we use the full logo or we might condense, have a condensed logo for certain things. Yeah. And it's 
it's definitely looking those use cases because some people that create a logo at the start and then rapidly grow like you say they're just quickly creating a logo so people know it's them yeah whereas now it's time logo everywhere won't they yeah and it just won't work and you'll look at it on linkedin and go why have they got a long logo on that box it's cropping off at the sides or you see it then in print and it's so small that you can't read it yeah um or you jump over to instagram where it's still predominantly one one or four five format exactly yeah it just doesn't line up yeah and beyond the logo i think it's about what imagery you're going to use so everyone's marketing in a visual way now so what do you do with your photos you know are they do you always black and white is Is, it photos is it it something else photos do you default to vector or you know drawing or something something completely abstract is it do you do you not have um static imagery is everything in motion yeah it's i think there's there's a lot of room to be creative at this point this is where you start to take a brand and make it into what it's going to be yeah um and it can be really daunting if you don't know quite what you are yet yeah um and this is the point where you really need to think like you were saying earlier go and do your research go have that mood board of things that you like yeah um uh even if it's things that are in completely different spaces to where your company is working if you've seen something that you like and they like the way it works can that influence that's even better if you look if you look outside of your industry outside of work even yeah. For, for influencers on things that you know align with well, your company and what, what you know you're what? thinking this, this goes back to to being a designer you've got to always be designing you're yeah, always looking yeah. at stuff wherever you go you see architecture and you go wow look at the yeah. shape of that can, can yeah. we use something like that yeah. um you you look at you're watching tv you're watching adverts you're seeing how they're putting things together yeah you're picking up even even junk mail that comes through the letterbox i always like to look at yeah. and go yeah what have they done here how have they yeah, designed that yeah and like even silly little things like the the local the local magazine um in the town i live in yeah and you look at what they've done and how they presented it and what they've used and yeah. what color palette and why they've used that color palette is it relevant yeah. to the place is it is the font because you've got yeah um local people looking at it who might be a little bit older they might find it harder to read yeah you've got larger sizes all this kind of stuff i think oh you, you've got to always be looking at what's yeah. around you and, and how that can influence yeah. your design and your creativity. You have an, once people have an idea of the sense of imagery and the things they like, how do you bring it together and put it across everything? I think you've got to start looking at how you how you treat those those images and yeah. how you bring that typography in and whether you think you need to put logos on on yeah. everything that you're creating if um, anything if anything exactly no, like you don't exactly you do <laughs> yeah. you don't yeah. need to you don't need to um because your brand should it should be yeah. obvious from the outset maybe, the maybe when you first rebrand it, it might be beneficial to have your logo yeah. somewhere just for the first maybe couple of months just while people are recognizing the brand recognizing the changes you're making yeah but your branding should speak for itself without yeah. the logo yeah yeah so once you've got all these these different elements you've got your new logo You've got your new font that you you've you've paid two hundred dollars for. Yeah. You've got you've got all those all those different elements. You bring it together and you create your your brand guidelines. Yeah. And you've got within that document, or however you want to pre- uh, present it, it might be a website. Yeah. Um, it might even be physical. There's yeah. something quite cool and tactile. I've, I've not seen a physical brand guidelines in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you've got that asset that tells you how to use the brand. And it, yeah. It doesn't have to just be the visual elements like you were saying yeah. it can be the tone of voice it can be how how you sort of wh- well where you use the brand yeah 
what kind yep. of things you do on each of the platforms and and also when like yeah. when should you be creating these posts yeah do you do you post stuff on weekends do you post it during weekdays is is yeah, that something yeah. that should be in a brand guidelines yeah potentially I think there's, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. different a lot of different questions on yeah. what should be in it yeah. and how to present that um and then who has guardianship over it as Does, an, yeah it needs to be a one-stop shop almost exactly like, as soon as someone new joins as a book yeah as soon as as soon as someone new joins they should be able to read this guidelines like this book and know exactly what the brand is what colors they should be using where they should be using it what imagery they should be using how they should treat it you should it. be able to take this book and go and give it to a designer or someone and say make us some content yeah it'll have the correct tone of voice it'll be yeah on trend for for what you've created yeah. um, and it won't feel like it's it's been created by somebody else yeah. it's yeah. got to feel consistent yeah. and, and and done right it won't be restrictive no it won't it be restrictive be. it should allow creativity yeah. which is something that we we always say yeah. um as a business ourselves we want people to be creative we want yeah. to encourage people to be creative and yeah. a brand guideline shouldn't restrict creativity it should allow creativity yeah. it should enable it it should be there to say yeah look yeah, at these yeah. cool things that we've done yeah. and you should look at that and go I really like that. I can't yeah. wait to do something similar to it. Yeah. But put my own spin yeah. on it. Yeah. Or, I think so. or, or even you can push it as far as you want to push it and be like, oh, okay. So if I did this element in this way, that would align it with the brand. Yeah. And so it will feel, even though it's completely different to, you know, whatever we did over here on Facebook, it will still be the brand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Some a good a good activity for people to do as well is once you have this this brand guideline is maybe even take some of the old posts you've already created and recreate them with the new brand guidelines. Look yeah, at creating new definitely. content. The more you use your brand guidelines, the more, one, you'll get to know it, two, it'll become easier, and three, you'll notice any gaps in it. Yeah, it might definitely. be, oh, it's too restrictive. Let's adjust it slightly to be You've this. You've got to or... use it to understand how yeah. it works. Because I think we've done that with a few of the companies yeah. that we've worked with recently. We've developed new brand guidelines and we've only realized how to use those guidelines, even though yeah. we've created them, yeah, yeah. maybe a month yeah. or two into yeah. the process. And, and I, I would say that's probably as far as you want to go, maybe, maybe up to three months, something like that. Because yeah. Otherwise, if you have this rule of it, you should be able to evolve it as you use it. But if you have this rule of we can always evolve it, yeah, you yeah. don't have brand guidelines anymore. Yeah. You're just yeah. doing anything you want to do. Do you know what? With with our bright brand guidelines, I think because we, we're so particular and being a visual marketing agency ourselves, we always want to make sure we've got everything perfectly right. It took such a long time to get to yeah. a point where we thought, actually, we can just create content with this. Yeah, and yeah. now yeah. I've I've created um, some some pieces recently yeah. where I've gone. Actually, I I do know how to put this together now because yeah. I've done enough with it that it should just be second yeah. nature. Yeah. And the problems you have are when you've got a brand and you actually don't know how yeah, to use the yeah. guidelines with, and you're not sure what yeah. you can and can't do. A, a mini plug here: we we've got an ebook sort of around this topic that you've done, and it looks different to everything we've done, but yeah. definitely feels on brand. Yeah, yeah. You, you've done yeah. some new different design things using this motif these motifs yeah uh and that work amazing uh so well done Thanks. uh but um but it, it is different to what we've done before yeah. but it feels part of the family still so yeah. th that's yeah. that's the true yeah. objective isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah i think with um with us being a creative agency as well there's that added extra pressure of course to yeah. be super super creative with yeah. everything you do yeah so when you work when you're doing 
creative things for the companies is you feel like, yeah, we can do this. This is great. This yeah. is great. And then when you're doing it for yourselves, yeah, it's like, oh God, yeah, <laughs> where do yeah, we start? Yeah. Like we've got to make this better and bigger and better. Yeah. Not that we don't want to make things bigger and better for all the clients we work no. with, but when you're doing something you're for yourself, it, for a, it just becomes If you're doing such it for a, a law firm, it's easier to give them a visual edge over yeah, other law firms, exactly. for example. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, I, th I think it's a good point to bring it back to the benefits of all of this. Yeah. Why is it worth people putting this time and effort into unifying their visual identity across things? I think if a, um, a potential customer or client um, recognizes your brand straight away yeah. and understands who you are and what your tone is and what you're, you're looking to sort of achieve as a brand, yeah. they're going to have so much more trust in you as a company. Yeah. They're going to have more recognition of what it is you do. They're going to understand who you are as a brand. Yeah. And it's just going to make that process of getting them on board with whatever it is, the yeah. service you're providing yeah. much, much quicker. And I think in a smooth way and, and, and more enjoyable um, for the customers as well. I think even before that, from an awareness point of view, it's touch points as well, isn't yeah. it? Because they're going to see your brand in so many different places, really, before they make contact. My main thing is, especially if you're using so many different channels for your marketing, it's important even if you're only using one, like LinkedIn, yeah. for example, but especially if you're doing like display ads, LinkedIn ads, social media marketing, you've got a website, you're doing email marketing, yeah. like... There's so many touch points that you're putting out to people. Even if you think you're only using one social media thing, because it's website and everything, you're actually yeah. using loads. Yeah. yeah. Um, if everything looks different, one, no one's going to associate the stuff you're putting out together. So they yeah. might think, oh, this newsletter is different to this post, different to this website. And two, it is that trust element. If they click on a display ad that looks one way and then goes to a website that looks different, downloads yeah. an ebook that also looks slightly different yeah then gets yeah. an email that looks completely different follows you on linkedin looks nothing like your stuff there's no fluidity there there's nothing yeah. to to keep them on board to keep yeah. them on track with it they might enjoy all of those different posts or materials separately yeah. but there's no attribution no. for you as a company yeah. or and it, and it doesn't improve brand recall or no. anything like that when a, they're when a they're brand in the recall decision. is such an important element of all of this yeah you want someone to, you want someone to recognize you. This is the whole yeah. point of this. Yeah. If someone can recognize who you are straight away, then your job is done. Yeah. You, 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 it's, your brand's working. And my, my plea to people is to push and be ambitious with this because you can, I think not enough people are doing it in any industry. There's not enough people going for iconic visual status. And I think there's a real opportunity for you to do that and the, the, you'll start reaping the benefits very quickly. Yeah. Nice. Great bloody app, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's been good, good to have Ben on. Yeah. It's nice. It's been good to be here. I mean, I'm filling, I wouldn't say big shoes, but a big chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>